This is Rewired Radio with Erica Spiegelman, addiction and wellness specialist, motivational speaker, and author, helping individuals, couples, and families regain a sense of control, leading to personal growth, wellness, and a more fulfilling life. Here's Erica Spiegelman. Welcome, everyone, or I should say ciao, because our next guest is a fantastic healer in the world of hypnosis. And, you know, so many people battle anxiety and may feel hopeless about moving through it. Do you know that anxiety is not a random, unknown, or uncontrollable disease or illness that you develop, inherit, or contract? Anxiety is often the byproduct of an unfulfilled emotional need or needs, unmanaged thoughts and emotions, and trauma. My guest today, Luca Borsuji, will share how he has helped thousands of people overcome anxiety and find true happiness through his unique mind training program called Cognitive OS Hypnosis. Luca, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, Erika, for having me on your show. Uh, I'm very well, thank you. I just had to, you know, say ciao because for me, Italy is my favorite country and it's a, it's an honor to have you on in general, in general, because you are doing wonderful things. It's my pleasure. Well, I'm living already in California for the last 13 years. I've been before between yeah. London and New York. So, yeah, I've been yeah, I've been in Italy for the first part of my life, but I love that country. It's so beautiful. Food is nice. <laughs> well, nice. Yeah. So let's talk about yes, anxiety then. Yeah, let's talk about anxiety. I mean, you know, Luca, I don't know, if, you know, I, I am a counselor as well. I have, a, I have a book that's published and I, you know, I deal with people, mental health clients and people that have addictive dependency issues. But across the board, everybody that I talk to or deal with has some kind of anxiety. So it must be something that you are always, you know, kind of researching. And, and what can you tell us a little bit about what your work involves in helping people? Sure, sure, sure. I specialize in anxiety because it's the uh, it's the driver. I mean, it's the, the 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 root cause of most of the things you expressed before. I mean, uh, depression is what an overwhelmed brain because an overactive survival system that produces anxiety. So imagine your brain mm-hmm. to be like a computer, and uh, your brain power is used by your survival system entirely, and you're depressed. You don't have any more processing mm. capability. If you are constantly bombarded by uh, fight or flight responses, uh, your mind will try to choose the best option. And in some cases, it's addiction. Drinking and mm. uh, 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 and taking drugs is a byproduct of anxiety. The moment you remove anxiety, mm-hmm. the problem goes. I mean, uh, Right. Work with many people in addiction. The one of the recent one uh, is a guy that now is writing a book with me. He's been drinking for fourteen years. He was very fine mind. He was uh, a film producer and a screenwriter, and then he got lost fourteen years in his apartment drinking vodka. And he's been in and out mm-hmm. of rehabs. He tried everything. We work thirteen days on the road together. He never touched the bottle again. Now he created his own company, he had created an epoxy company, and last week he called me, he made another $100,000 in a, a he, he was, he was broken in any man. We never were, we never talked about the bottle, we never talked about alcohol. So as soon as you remove the causes of anxiety and fear, the mind 
doesn't go there anymore. And it's almost mm-hmm. automatic. So I don't believe it's systematic. You... It's just a scared person. Yes. Yeah. So I, I feel though a lot of people have anxiety caused by their thoughts. So how do we, how do we begin to treat, you know, reframing our thoughts or reshaping our thoughts or re- rewriting our narratives, our stories? Or how do you do this with hypnosis? I think we should go a little further up to that. I believe that the anxiety is again is a byproduct. If you want anxiety, it's a bit your mind giving you a warning that something could happen. You don't know how uh-huh. to manage that warning, and uh, uh, your mind starts looping that warning again and again until it becomes fear. And that is the moment where to release cortisol and all the other chemicals in your body and become crippling. In order to treat anxiety, we need to treat the root causes of anxiety. So talking about thoughts, anxiety comes in as a warning. So the mind says, careful, we are going to get in trouble. And if we don't deal with the thought, we don't give a solution to our mind, at least an understanding of how we're going to deal with that uh, possible threat, possible danger that is coming in the future, our mind comes back and starts looping, constantly generate this warning to the point that becomes move from anxiety to fear. And that is the moment where the mind starts releasing cortisol and become crippling. Mm-hmm. Until then, anxiety mm-hmm. don't feel anxiety as a physical response. So mm-hmm. how to mm-hmm. deal with thoughts? Uh, let's move a little further up. I believe that anxiety okay. comes from mainly two areas, the proactive anxiety and the reactive anxiety. Reacting anxiety is what responds to possible threats things that the mind believes that are dangerous. Proactive or reacting anxiety. Proactive is the anxiety that is always there, is created by the mind, and in my opinion, because of a behavior called emotional, emotional dependency. And I will explain this in a moment. The I'm sorry, anxiety can you repeat this again? It's the proactive anxiety you're talking about? Yeah, we have the, we can separate anxiety into areas the proactive anxiety and the reactive anxiety. The reactive anxiety is the one that responds to a possible threat, something that we believe could be dangerous to us. Could be physical, could be emotional, could be rejection, could be... uh, So we go and see a new group of people. Our mind believes that people may be dangerous because of judgment or rejection, and that will create social anxiety. Okay. The proactive anxiety instead comes from a behavior that very often is unresolved in adulthood and is a behavior that is vital for children. And I call it emotional dependency. Emotional dependency obliges a child to feel always unsafe if unprotected. As you know, if you are, mm-hmm. you have children, but I have it, three little ones. Uh, do you have children, Erika? No, I don't have children yet, no. But I have I have raised my siblings. I'm the oldest child, so I've seen a lot of younger yeah. kids around me. So if you know that if you leave a child alone, also if he's in a safe environment, the child will feel unsafe and will start freaking out. Because emotional dependency obliges children to be always in a safe environment with either parents or caretakers. Emotional dependency also obliges the child to look up for love. Love is a, like proteins for the mind. Without mm-hmm. emotion, mm-hmm. 
child will not have this drive towards parents to try to gain love from them. And the third part of emotional dependency is the need of leadership, the need of validation and guidance. Now, this is vital uh, in a child that is meant to terminate just before puberty, like 11, 12 years old. And it can only terminate if we substitute our parents with self, so we become emotionally self-reliant, therefore Mm -hmm. providing Mm -hmm. to our mind love, protection, and leadership. If we don't, as most of us, because we don't receive the good models from our parents, because our parents are emotionally dependent themselves, we don't know that we can do it, we don't know how to do it, we don't do it, therefore we shift our need of love, protection, and leadership from our parents to the world, to the people around us. And we carry on feeling always unsafe if unprotected, in need of love, in need of guidance, validation, that creates a fear of rejection, a fear of abandonment, a fear of judgment, lack of self-confidence, fear of not being good enough, feeling always unsafe, unprotected, and so on. And this is, in my opinion, the main condition that today is choking the world. As you know, we are in the worst psychological crisis that has ever been before. People today are 85% in America suffer anxiety. Over 500 million invested in Prozac and other drugs to reduce anxiety and fears, which means that we are in the most complex psychological situation has ever been. Why? Because before consumerism, when people was not removing emotional dependency, they would carry on with religions. It was giving them love loves you, love protects you, love God, I mean, God loves you, God protects you, God leads you, which was enough for the simple mind that we were before consumers. With consumers, we expanded our mind. We create a lot of options. Our mind becomes much more intelligent. We move from homo stupid to homo sapiens with consumers. We lost the external uh, religions and the external leaderships. And today, I, I, I'm very connected with God and I'm very connected with Christ, but it comes from a choice, not from a need. So the world yeah, but Luca, itself... Luca, can with, I interrupt uh, for one moment yeah. and ask you a question? Sure. So, but so you're saying a lot of because for people that are listening, I, I know they wonder a lot about you know anxiety. You're saying does come from early childhood development. You know, if you don't get enough love, you don't feel safe, right? One option. Another option is adults develop, I think, anxiety through you, like you said, discon- like being disconnected, technology dependency, uh, not having really good relationships anymore, not having let's say religion or faith, um, and no community. You know, so I think there's, I I would think that there's more than just, you know, one thing that contributes to anxiety. Sure. There are typically three areas. One is emotional, adult emotional dependency, that's what I was explaining right now. The second one is uh, unmanaged thoughts. But unmanaged thoughts come from the same place. If you don't lead your mind, your mind goes everywhere. Right. It it goes in corners. Uh, start uh, uh, freaking out. What if people, what if people look at so, the negative, negative and a negative pattern or negative loop of, of negative self-talk, negative outlook on the world, or no self-worth, 
Um, that's a lot what I see with people that have anxiety is that they feel not worthy of love, not worthy of, exactly. you know, these are deep, I think, emotional wounds, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, we give the, we give responsibility to uh, traumas and certainly they have a partial responsibility to it. But the main factor here is self-reliance. If we can help people to become self-reliant, providing to their mind leadership, love, unconditional, limited amount of love and protection, the mind starts feeling safe. If not, the mind stops and is dependent from others. And as soon as you're dependent from others, you are vulnerable. And vulnerability creates anxiety, creates fears. Therefore, the, the you have to become you have to have self love and provide your self protection is what you're saying. You need to create uh, a relationship between you and your mind. I believe that when you come right. in this world, you receive an equipment which is your body and mind, and a time to use it, which is your life. So you need to take charge. Mm-hmm. It's your own equipment. If you take ownership over your mind and you start providing your mind leadership, control, not micromanagement, but control. Uh, unconditional love and protection, your mind feels safe and anxiety disappears. My program is uh, in 13 sessions in which I uh, blend uh, coaching and hypnosis. I help people to take charge of their mind, to interrupt emotional dependency, to remove the traumas, and they come out with no more anxiety. Anxiety is gone, but it's gone for good. Of course, we can have sometime a little moment of anxiety, but because we are in charge of the mind, uh, the mm-hmm. mind feels good. The mind will always be dependent, either from us or from someone else. If it's from someone else, it's vulnerable, it's dangerous. If it's from us, it feels good. It's the way nature wants. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, Luca, do you, do you, um, can you explain hypnosis for people that may be skeptical or afraid or, you know, fearful of it? Or just can you explain the beauty and the, the, the natural way it kind of um, helps sure. people reset their thoughts? Yeah. Hypnosis, hypnosis can be used in many ways. I have been trained by the guy that was the president of the hypnotherapist in the United Kingdom. And the UK is very, very highly considered, paid by insurance. So you have to, to come from very reputable schools. And... Um, they use hypnosis in what they call clinical hypnosis, and, uh, and they work with post-hypnotic suggestions, and uh, they have a certain strategies that I understand very well that I've been using, but now I don't use it anymore. Hypnosis uses a, a, a frequency of the brain that is called theta, and theta is a place where your body is asleep, your mind is awake. And the reason why that frequency is very important is because in that space, the doubts, that is what protect us. So if I ask you to be with me on a balcony and I ask you to jump, you will have doubts that you can do it, so you will not do it. If, of course, you see me jumping and other 10 people jumping, that you will feel more comfortable to do it. So doubt is your first defense to don't get hurt. When you're in a theta place, which means you're relaxed, your body is deeply relaxed, but your mind is still awake, the doubt system is less important because you don't need to define your body for that. Therefore, in hypnosis, in my hypnosis, is awakened hypnosis. You're not right. You're not, you remember everything. You think you're not hypnotized. 
you just bring your body in a very deep relaxation, which is exactly the same place where Buddhist monks meditate. The Dalai Lama mm-hmm. uh, made an experiment in one of his monasteries. He brought a hypnotist and equipment for over two years to determine the difference between deep meditation and hypnosis. And he came back with a very interesting uh, paper explaining that hypnosis and deep meditation is exactly the same. The difference is that the, the monks takes years to get there. We can go there in just a few minutes. So no danger of hypnosis. We cannot have anyone do anything they don't want in hypnosis. The way I work with hypnosis is what I call awakened hypnosis, which is mean that you are awake, you just your body is relaxed, and your mind enter in an area that is willing to try new things without doubts. So I'm not asking the mind to make changes uh, or manipulate the mind of my client. I ask the mind to correct certain areas in order to make them more efficient and safer. And the mind will always do it because the mind, like, I mean, the mind is there to give it the best possible service. And the best possible service is what? Efficiency. So the moment we provide to the mind the ability to be more efficient, safety, the mind will do it. In hypnosis, can do it much faster than without hypnosis. That's really the difference of using hypnosis or not. Uh, my method without hypnosis would take many, 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 many sessions. With hypnosis, it just yeah. takes 13 sessions. It's faster, it's faster, yeah. So, Luca, I, I, you know, I was, I was wondering if people have had certain, um, certain belief systems about themselves in the world, right? Their story about themselves in the world. Like, I can't trust people, for instance. Let's say that's one of them. And they constantly, you know, are, are proving themselves right, their old story, by, you know, becoming, you know, becoming anxious, becoming paranoid. Um, you know, not connecting with people. I'm just curious if, if, if those old stories and narratives, are, are, you're, are you able to rewrite that with people through hypnosis and, and help people see that based on a past maybe life experience, like maybe, you, maybe someone betrayed your trust when you were young as a child. And now as an adult, you're, you're looking at everybody like they're going to betray you as well. Can we change those kinds of deep-seated narratives? Sure, we can. But uh, the best way to do so is first uh, to remove the importance. So if you have uh, mistrust in people, as you suggested before, if you, re- if you reduce the importance to people so that dependency becomes interdependency to people, it's already much, much easier. The mind will correct uh, mistakes. Let's call it mistakes. A trauma is what? Is a confusion. If you have a, if you have a traumatic event, it's typically because the mind doesn't can doesn't identify what really happened there, therefore create a bubble, create a much more bigger protection that was meant to be there. That's what the trauma is. So we can correct easily with hypnosis, with just subliminally. You don't need you need to do anything conscious. Uh, events of this kind, but the best way is to help the mind to do so removing the importance to it uh, before. So if we want to work upon the symptoms, we're going to, to we're going to struggle and may not stay far. If we work on the root of the symptoms, then the problem ca- can be resolved in a much more stable and more much more permanent way. 
And I agree with you, story mm-hmm. is what creates the main problem today in people. Stories and expectations. Yeah. They are our biggest tides. So if we can remove our stories, if we can remove our expectations and live in the moment, our life become much more pleasurable and much happier. Well, our, our expectations are stories. You know, this person should do this because of this. And, you know, it's all, it's all of our stories. It's all of our thoughts. You're right. So much. So, Luca, can you tell everybody um, a little bit where they could find you and your program? I just want everybody to know how to get a hold of you. Yeah, I mean, uh, everything is written on my website. And my website is uh-huh. uh, my name, lucabozurgi.com, L-U-C-A-B-O. S-U-R-G-I dot com. I can repeat it. L-U-C-A B-O-S-U-R-G-I dot com. And um, I work with uh, all over the world because I have clients that uh, we work digitally from New York or from London, from Rome and so on. I'm based in Santa Monica and I have a practice in Orange County uh, in Laguna Hill as well. And um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the basic work with me is 13 sessions. Some people can do this. Half of my clients come every day because we get rid of the problem really quickly. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's fantastic. what I'm doing. Fantastic. I've been doing this for starting the mind for the last 25 years. I had over 3,000 people work with me. And... Uh, all my friends and all my advisors and all my partners are all ex-clients. Well, it's wonderful we have someone out there helping people and, and reprogramming, retraining, um, all of that. So I, I so appreciate you being with me today. I'm going to repeat it one more time to get a hold of Luca. You could go to his website, Luca Bersurgi, and it's, it's L-U-C-A-B-O-S-U-R-G-I dot com. Thank you so much, Luca. You're listening to Rewired Radio on Radio MD. I'm Erica Spiegelman. Thank you all for joining us, and stay well. Okay, thanks, Erica. You're wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Luca. I appreciate your time. That was great. I hope it's 